Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. In Madagascar, Montgomery the Moose and Fred the Labrador Retriever ventured into a fire to rescue a creature who appears to be related to their alien friend, Bobby. They had hoped that this creature, also called Bobby, might be able to help them find their Bobby and his spaceship, who they now know to be called Alamina. But their Bobby has been placed in a prison called Tahiti after attempting to reprogram hundreds of spaceships. Alamina's memory has been wiped as a result, along with their only hope of retrieving information about the history of chocolate and their only chance to restore it to the world. Fred believes they've failed, but Montgomery the Moose has a plan. As always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. So now, here's today's Tale from the Mooseverse. So, we're going to go and release our Bobby, right? Fred asked Montgomery. Well, no, of course not, Montgomery the Moose replied curiously, before turning to the three-eyed green creature standing next to them both. This is their land, after all, and their rules. We can't interfere with that. Oh, Fred added, believing he understood his friend's plan. Of course not. He wanted to wink at Montgomery, but felt that that might give himself away too much. Um, Montgomery corrected, I mean that. I'm serious. Oh, Fred said again, but this time he was truly taken aback. How could they not release their friend? Is there a chance we could perhaps visit Tahiti to see our friend Bobby? Montgomery the Moose asked. Well, no, not really, the green creature replied. I mean, it wouldn't be much of a Tahiti if you could just go and visit him, would it? Ah, yes, I see, Montgomery the Moose replied, acting as politely as possible. And when do you expect him to be released? Well, when he's learned the error of his ways, this Bobby replied. Give me a second to look it up. Ah, yes, here we go. 324 days, 11 hours, and 7 minutes from now. That's when he'll have learned the error of his ways. 324 days, 11 hours, and 7 minutes from now, Montgomery the Moose repeated. And where exactly would we be able to meet him when he is released? Ah, I can show you. In fact, I can do you one better and take you there. Oh, excellent, Montgomery replied. Thank you so much. And who better to take us there than Alamina? the Bobby asked. Montgomery, despite now being able to tap into the source of magic itself began to dread the idea of riding on spaceships, or Alamina's, cockpit again. As if picking up on his reluctance, Fred looked at his friend and chimed in, Uh, maybe we could follow? No, no, Montgomery reassured, it's okay, I can ride on top. Ride on top? The Bobby responded, almost in shock. What do you think this is, primitive times? Oh, no, no, you won't need to ride on top. When we got Alamina back, we fixed everything. There was a lot more broken than just her cockpit, you know. Really? Montgomery replied. What do you mean? On the screen in front of them, they saw Alamina flying towards the camera and saw a few hatches open under her hull. She has arms, Fred exclaimed. Yes, the Bobby exclaimed too, matching Fred's tone. More than two, Fred said again. Yes, the Bobby replied. I can't tell how many, Fred said with just as much excitement as before. Six, the Bobby replied. She has six arms? Montgomery asked, wanting to make sure he heard correctly. Yes, the Bobby said again. Now, I should warn you, they do fall off easily. That's why we had to replace them. 
Ah, Montgomery the Moose said. So it may not work for her to carry me. Oh, no, probably not. That would be a terrible idea. I mean, I suppose it might work if you had to, if you were in a pinch. So I am riding on top? Goodness me, no. The arms weren't the thing I wanted to show you. They just have to move out of the way for the next part. Alamina had flown past the camera they'd seen her on, but then the screen changed to a different camera, and then another, and each time they could see that parts of Alamina were moving around, separating, opening up, unfolding. She was... transforming. She was no longer completely round. She had rounded corners, but in between she had straight edges, and at the front, they could now see that this was the front, was a rounded point looking almost like a dolphin's beak, sticking out at least another ten feet. Even the cockpit transformed. The original just became part of a larger structure. Alamina was now large enough that Montgomery the moose could fit inside. The bobby, who was feeling quite proud of himself, even though he had absolutely nothing to do with Alamina or her design, decided now would be a good time to appear to be modest about the thing he had nothing to do with. Now, this wouldn't work for flying in space, or, I mean, again, maybe in a pinch, but when she opens up like this, she doesn't have all the backups and redundancies we'd usually have. Let me put it this way. I wouldn't ride into space in her like this, but she's good to go within the atmosphere. Wow, Fred said, somewhat dumbstruck. So spaceship, I mean, Alamina, was always capable of this? Montgomery the Moose asked. Well, yes and no... I mean, all of these spaceships can do it, but until we reprogrammed her, she couldn't remember she could do it, and enough parts had broken inside her that she wasn't physically capable of it either. But, yeah, in theory. Huh, Montgomery said meaningfully. The bobby pressed a button by the charred door of the control room they were in to take them out to Alamina. After a moment, they all realized that of course the button didn't work anymore, for the same reason that it was charred. The fire. Uh, can you? The bobby asked Montgomery the moose, who obliged with a nod. Montgomery backed up and tipped his head down to run at the door full force before Fred stopped him. I think he meant to use magic, Fred chimed in. Ah, yes, of course, Montgomery replied. Sorry, old habits. He nodded and the door slid open into the wall and the three creatures walked into a spacious silver-plated hallway that seemed to stretch on for as far as the eye could see on either side of them. Fred was taken aback. They hadn't seen anything this large from where they stood as a group outside. The bobby led them down to the right and then said, Ah, here we are, when standing by a door that looked identical to the hundreds of others in either direction. The bobby pressed a button to the side of the door and it slid open happily, revealing what looked like a colorful covered tube, which let in light from the rising sun outside and slid down gently before twisting out of sight. It was large enough that even Montgomery the Moose could fit inside. Come on, the bobby said, and walked into the tube before sliding out of view. Montgomery and Fred looked at each other, shrugged, and did the same. They slid and slid and slid, twisting and turning and crashing into each other as they did, and then before they knew it, they popped out of the tube and tumbled into Alamina's cockpit. It looked so familiar, and yet completely different, certainly larger and more plush and sparkling clean than Montgomery the Moose, or Fred, who had actually been inside this cockpit before, had ever seen. When they got over their initial shock and looked back to where they had just been, they saw that the tube was tiny, almost impossible to see, and sticking out of a baobab tree. 
Ah, yes, the Bobby explained. You're wondering how that happened. You see, that control center, just like all our buildings, is just a pocket dimension. It saves space, you know. Fits inside any tree. It has to be a tree? Fred responded. Well, no, that was just an example. It's a pocket dimension, so it could fit inside your pocket. I don't have pockets, Fred replied, thinking that was obvious. Well, then his pocket, the Bobby said, pointing to Montgomery the Moose. Yeah, I don't have pockets either, Montgomery the Moose mused, finding the whole thing fascinating. Well, you two need some pockets, the Bobby grumped. Alamina's multi-section cockpit closed over their heads, and they felt themselves fly through the air, remarkably smoothly. Alamina, Fred ventured quietly, hoping the Bobby didn't hear him. Do you remember us? Yes, of course, Alamina replied, and Fred perked up with hope. But then his hopes were dashed. We spoke to each other a few minutes ago when you were in the control center, Alamina confirmed. They flew only for about 30 seconds, and the journey was so smooth that it was hard to tell how far they'd gone. But then they landed, and a panel opened up at the back of Alamina. It was now easy to tell it was the back and folded down, forming a ramp down which the three creatures walked. The Bobby took a breath to puff up his chest before saying dramatically, Behold, Tahiti! Montgomery and Fred looked at the baobab tree next to them. After a moment, Fred pointed and said, This is it? It is the maximum security timeout place where creatures learn their lesson. So, a prison then, Fred retorted. Tahiti! the Bobby corrected. And our Bobby will just come out right here when exactly? 324 days, 10 hours, and 59 minutes from now. Okay, thank you, that's helpful, Montgomery the Moose said, and paused time. Fred didn't realize that's what had happened at first, because Montgomery hadn't paused Fred, just everything else. In fact, when Fred moved, he realized it was even stranger, Nothing except Fred and Montgomery was moving, including the Bobby. But when Fred stepped away, he saw he was stepping out of a static, three-dimensional image of himself, which stood still where he himself had just been. Whoa, that's weird, he said, as he saw Montgomery the Moose step outside of his own static image. So, you froze time? Yes, Montgomery the Moose replied. Why are we still there? Ah, well, you see, it's important that we return to this exact moment in space. It was easier to mark this way. Okay, but we're going to go in and release Bobby, right? No, Montgomery replied seriously. I meant what I said before. We cannot interfere with their cultural decisions. If we go in and release him, that's like saying we know better than them. But that seems massively unfair to Bobby. Our Bobby, I mean. And weren't you the one who broke an evil dragon out of prison? Not evil, just... Misguided, Montgomery the Moose said softly, almost to himself. But look, I have a plan. Come on. In a flash of red light, Montgomery, Fred, and Alamina traveled 324 days, 10 hours, and 59 minutes into the future. It all looked pretty similar to Fred, although much later in the day, and without the Bobby they'd been talking to. Time was no longer frozen, but Alamina was. What's the plan? Fred asked. When Bobby gets out, we go back to collect our friends, then go back in time to when our spaceship still had information about chocolate, and then transfer that memory into Alamina. Fred juggled the plan around in his mind and could see several potential problems, but a few seconds later, their friend Bobby came shooting out of a pocket dimension in the tree and landed feet first on the ground.
I'm free, he cheered. Montgomery, he quickly followed up. And you, he said excitedly. It's Fred, Fred said quietly, a little offended. Fred, no, I knew that, of course. I could never forget your name. Fred, 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 Bobby lied. And is this my spaceship? He asked incredulously. Yes, Montgomery said. She uses the name Alamina now. Alamina, Bobby said with fondness. Yes, 8L8M1N8, Alamina. I actually gave her that name, you know, a long time ago now, before I forgot it all when the dragons had me looking for you. So, anyway, what are you up to? Why is she frozen? Is this some kind of adventure? Yeah, you could say that, Montgomery replied. Come on, and they walked up the ramp. Montgomery and Fred explained that chocolate had been erased from history, and that the only source of information on chocolate that they knew of was Spaceship's memory banks from before she and Bobby had come back to Madagascar, so they needed to go back in time to retrieve the information. Cool, cool, Bobby said when they were done. Hey, one question, he added. I've been in there for more than a year. You obviously knew I was in there, and you can do magic now, right? Right, Montgomery the Moose replied, not liking where this was going. So, why didn't you come and get me out? Fred lifted his eyebrows at Montgomery. If he'd had arms he could cross, he would have done that, too. Well, I don't think it's right to interfere with your culture's decisions, you know. Just because I think something's right or wrong doesn't mean I should decide that for others. Aren't you the one who broke out the giant evil dragon? Not evil, Montgomery said quietly, wishing he could just curl up in a ball and pretend this conversation wasn't happening. Just misguided. Excuse me? Bobby replied. Look, that was before the magic lived in me. And besides, he wasn't evil. He was just misguided. He thought that he should be using the magic one way, but he was wrong. He was just being selfish. Huh, Bobby replied, letting Montgomery's words hang in the silence and replay in their minds. Interesting words to choose. The three creatures stood in Alamina's cockpit and looked at each other for what felt like an eternity. So you didn't want to interfere with my culture. Fine, I get that. But my culture is wrong, and I was trying to change that. When I came here after our adventure, I saw what had been going on. We'd been isolated and basically just spying on others, calling it observing, but not helping, not interacting, nothing. We can travel through space and put pocket dimensions in trees. And pockets, Fred chimed in. And pockets... Bobby repeated, hoping that what Fred had added was helpful. What? Pockets? What are you talking about? Fred shook his head apologetically. And we all have the same name, Bobby continued. How ridiculous is that? Our culture needed to change, and I tried to change it, but they didn't want to face it, so they just threw me into Tahiti. Montgomery hung his head in guilt. Look, he said finally, since the magic chose me, I'm not the same as I used to be. I'm still me, just different. The old me would have gone in and freed you, but now I think that what I should do is sometimes the opposite of what I'd usually do. So I'm trying to do what I should do. It's not perfect. I'm not perfect, but I'm trying. Bobby and Fred listened solemnly. Fred finally broke the silence. Okay, you don't want to interfere with Bobby's culture. I get that. But now that he's out, maybe you could just wipe his memory back to before Tahiti so it's like he was never in there? Um, Montgomery replied. What? No, that's horrific, Bobby said. Look, he sighed. Okay, I have a plan. I might regret it, though. What is it? Montgomery asked. Bobby gritted his teeth. I'll tell you later, he said. Maybe. Um, 
The others responded, Okay. So where do we go from here? Bobby asked. We go back and get our friends, Montgomery replied. A moment later, Alamina's ramp closed, and the whole group of friends appeared in a multicolored glow inside the cockpit, teleported from where Montgomery and Fred had left them before. Bobby! Many of them shouted. Phoebe and Tamar louder than anyone. He was happy to see them all too, but any time his eyes met Montgomery and the Mooses, it felt like the whole cockpit became a few degrees cooler. Alamina followed Bobby's orders, and only Bobby's orders, but seemed not to remember their long connection at all. Bobby pressed a few buttons which made portions of her hull translucent, and he flew her up into the air, giving them all an incredible view of Madagascar that shrunk beneath them as they flew up, up, up. Okay, Bobby said finally, nodding to Montgomery. Okay, Montgomery replied. Let's go back in time. In an enormous, multicolored glow, the spaceship flying over Madagascar was gone. To be continued. Thanks so much for listening. As always, we'd love to hear your stories about any of these characters or any others you think would fit in the Mooseverse. Maybe you could tell a story about life in the community of Bobbies and their spaceships. What is their life like? What would you do with a pocket dimension if you had one? Montgomery the Moose chose not to break Bobby out of Tahiti. What do you think about his decision? If you had his magic, what would you do? You can record a story yourself on audio or video or write it or even send in pictures. We'll include some on our website, mooseverse.com, and we may even include a snippet on future episodes of the podcast. If you're not on our Tales from the Mooseverse newsletter list yet, sign up to receive a sheet of writing tips and activities you can use to grow your stories. Sign up at mooseverse.com. Mooseverse.com is also where you can find information about our Story Lab online writing and story growing workshops. And remember to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mooseverse. As always, we're looking forward to reading your stories. After all, the stories we tell and the stories you tell are all part of the Mooseverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Mm-hmm.